This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Pittsburgh Ballet Theatre School provides ballet education and training of the highest caliber that prepares students for professional careers in dance. The pre-professional division at PBT School provides a wide array of performance opportunities while focusing on the dancer as a whole person, nurturing them into creative and well-rounded professionals. The school welcomes dancers of all backgrounds, levels, and interests, and includes the opportunity for international student visas. Full scholarships are available for the men's program in both summer intensive and year-round training. For more information about Pittsburgh Ballet Theatre School and how you can audition for their programs, visit pbt.org. Welcome to Conversations on Dance. Before we get started, be sure to subscribe to the podcast through your favorite app to be automatically notified of new episodes when they go live. While you are there, please take a moment to leave us a review. Leaving a review takes just a second and goes a long way in helping us grow the podcast and supports us in this endeavor. We appreciate you joining us today. Now, let's get to the episode. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Mikey. How are you doing? Good. It's just us today. It is. So fun to do just yeah. us, a little catch-up. You've been so busy, and I want to hear all about it. This is like a nice little catch-up for us personally, too. Yeah. I mean, I had two live talks without you which it's not the same mm. uh it's very triggering <laughs> no i mean it's you know it's an experience but it's just like it's very clear that we are meant to be together you know thanks Mikey. i would literally yeah. i don't think you're so brave like i don't think i could do it honestly if someone was like will you do something without michael i'd be like i think i'm gonna have to pass on this <laughs> yeah i Sounds mean so scary. The, the first it was scary and the mm-hmm. first talk uh, works in process went well, I thought, and then the second talk, I just got heckled early on, you know, like, uh, we can't hear you <laughs> louder. <laughs> oh, no. Which, and of course, isn't really your fault either. At City Valley for these talks, they um, they have the, you know, they have the full shebang. So there's lighting. So I'm looking out. I can't see because it's lit as if it were a performance. 
And so for all I know, that cavernous hall could be totally full of people. I have no idea how many people actually attended. But, you know, it's like worst nightmare. Like there are thousands of people watching you mess up. But Which I think, we know, I, know. I mean, as dancers. Right. <laughs> I saw a photo that someone posted and tagged us in. And it looked like that was, the orchestra was like deeply full is what it looked like to well, me. But, you know, as long as people enjoyed know. it. Yeah, better not to know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like it was very much like a, an exercise in remembering how we dealt with uh, performances we didn't feel that hot in where you had to just be like you know what I am but a servant to the audience and if the audience was okay with it I will make myself okay with it you know <laughs> can we t- have we ever told our world ballet day story on the podcast oh, this is good <laughs> no, I, I don't think so Okay, so we and I texted you this, Michael, before the Lincoln Center one when you were like nervous. I was like, just remember, nothing can ever be as World Ballet Day. So one World Ballet Day when we were still at Miami City Ballet, they asked us, we just started the podcast and they asked us to host like this um, rehearsal footage. So Lourdes was working with two dancers on Divert, I think maybe three, I don't know. And we were going to like introduce the ballet and do all these this like in between so we worked really hard we had all the cards and everything and what did they tell us like about the event i mean i think it was just that world ballet day regularly garners i think over a million viewers or millions of viewers something like that and that it was possible that we would be seen by hundreds of thousands of people so like we i i think we even thought over a million we thought a million people were watching us it's world ballet day Right. And we're part, they were like, it's part of the, like, it's going to be live. Like we're broadcasting from the studios. We had a rehearsal for it the day before. It was like this whole thing. So we're like, oh my God, we are a part of World Ballet Day, the official feed. Were we? Right. We were not. We, (laughs) but we were, we've never been more nervous in our lives. And we later found out that we had like, what, a couple hundred people watching us, which is still, it's not nothing, but we we were messing up. Like, I mean, I, you know, how many, how long have I been, you know, uh, obsessed with Balanchine history and his dancers? And I was just like, and this variation originated by Maria Tallchief. And someone was like, (laughs) <laughs> from the sidelines they were like it's millie hayden and i was like oh my god i literally I was like my name myself. is Re- my, i was like my name is rebecca king uh like, i completely blank like my first thing i said and then we found out that it was live on miami city valley's youtube channel for a few hundred people that's it yeah yeah but I, I, yeah, I had a moment like we always joke about our blackouts and how we save each other. Like there are just moments where either you or I like you just go blank. It's like the same phenomenon as people when you're on stage and you forget choreography that, you know, but when you and I do it together, we're fine because we always have each other's backs, you know, exactly. and and this was when I had to go solo again. It was just, you know, it, I I didn't have anyone there for me, but I did have, you know great guests and live performing so we we recovered and you know and i am glad i did it yeah <laughs> i know I the think works it was in really process cool. that can be viewed online still it can be viewed online and everyone can listen to it too which is so great it was on the podcast feed not last week, the week before. So go back if you haven't. And you can watch the YouTube, um, like Michael said, on um, we link to it in that description of that episode. So you can watch the dancing that accompanies it because it's Michael's interviewing 
having like, you know, the conversation and then watch the dancing and then return to the conversation. So that was really cool. And unfortunately we couldn't, um, logistically post the, um, one from that you did with Justin Peck at New York city ballet, but tell us though about the, about Copeland, um, dance episodes, because then you were able to not only talk to Justin about it, but also see it three times. How many times have you seen it? I've only seen it twice. Well, I mean, I guess it's a good problem for the show to have because, uh, tickets were extremely scarce. So I had, you know, things lined up to see it the first two times. And then it just was nearly impossible to get a ticket, which is great. I do really wish I'd seen the second cast because mm-hmm. I heard they were wonderful and brought something different to it. And But my experience was that the first time I liked it, enjoyed it a lot, but it, it's like, it's just, it's very, you know, he put every part of himself into it. So it's, it's very dense. There's a lot to process and then the second time i was just completely blown away with it it reminded Mm. me of you know movie experiences i've had where you like something once and then it keeps like revealing layers to you and you can just peel it back or you know it's just it's so methodically um you know put put out that i it you cannot process it in one viewing and i was really really glad i went the second time because i just totally fell in love with it and i thought also how while there's something beautiful about you know your first viewing and your reaction to things knowing things that are coming ahead sometimes can deepen your appreciation for them or you see the thought process of the artist um so I just, I really, really loved the second time. I'm glad, I believe it's going again in spring. So I'll definitely be going back. I saw it's going to be at Saratoga as well. They just um, sent out a press yeah. release and I saw that. Well, you a- know, my first thought when I saw it, I don't know why, I, I guess just because it, I don't know, it has such like a vitality and energy to it that I just thought would be so beautiful in the outdoors. I was like, I want this to come to Vail. Mm. Um, yeah. That would be cool. So that's great. Or I do have like a, there's only been that I've seen and maybe I haven't seen everything, but um, they put out a clip on Twitter. I think I sent it to you of um, a principal couple or soloist couple dancing and then a corps de ballet in the back. And I was so interested in what the core was doing because Justin is so great at moving bodies. And it was the video was zoomed in so tightly to the principal couple that I, I and I enjoyed that part of it. But I was like, oh, I want to know. I want to see like what the core is doing behind because they were you could tell there was like a pattern to what they were doing. And so um, I just think like a wide cut, you know, bring bring the video yeah, out I, wide the, for those clips because I'm so interested to see the whole picture, you know? Yeah, I really, really I want you to see it. I want to go with you. I But I really I can't stress enough. I really think it needs multiple viewings because I just don't think anyone. And also you're distracted because not distracted. Um, it's just the way you process it. If you know rodeo then that feels like an old friend and then you're processing the later parts of the ballet differently and Mm. it's really nice to just see it all from the same point of view you know and you've seen it before yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that makes sense well that's so cool and i'm i'm so glad it seemed that it was a big success because i know it was so much put into it yeah i mean i think it was really it was so nice to see state theater with um the fourth ring open. I mean, I'm a big fan of having the whole house open. I just feel like that's what it was made for. You know, they designed mm-hmm. that theater to, for people to sit in the fourth ring. 
Um, and you know, the fact that it was selling out, it's just, it's all good news for ballet and the audience. It was a really rapturous reception. Everyone was very into the ballet. So as we've seen, there was that article in the New York observer about how ballet is becoming cool again. I feel like that's kind of a common refrain, but we, 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 we'll take it. it. Yeah. It was funny. Um, I sent that article too, cause I was like, huh, this is interesting. It was just talking about how like influencers are like now going, to the ballet to get content and normally i'm like i hate that but in this case i love it you know why not yeah. it is i mean it is a visual platform dances right mm-hmm. and of course the theater is so beautiful and should be enjoyed visually and they're sharing to their followers about a you know a really exciting experience they're having so why not yeah i I mean, I I think it's a little silly because I do think like celebrities and young people have always kind of gone and some of the programs like the the arts, um, I don't even know what it's called, but this winter thing that they do every year where they have an art installation in the lobby. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah. This year is really cool. Is it? And it it rivals my favorite year, which was the balloon year. Do you remember that? Do you remember? Where it was just like, yeah, it was so cool. But this Mm -hmm. is really I'm not going to make it sound as pretty as it is but it's these lights that kind of cascade down and then they swoop back up and they look like jellyfish it's really beautiful and very effective and it's just such a nice thing although justin did not give us intermissions (laughs) so i feel like you yeah the ballet doesn't have an intermission did you not know that i didn't realize oh yeah so So i was figuring there were these three parts with an intermission in between each one no, no. If you want to see the jellyfish, you got to run up before or after. Wait, um, that's interesting. So how, what's the runtime then? It's now like 75, 75 or 80 minutes. Wow. That's a lot. It's and that's so, a lot for the dancers to not really. I mean, I know I'm sure everyone's yeah. staggered, but still. I think, well, it is really well paced. Like there are lots of um, contemplative, more adagio-like moments in it mm-hmm. that give one give the dancers a, a breather moment but um yeah it is still long but it is funny because it's not i didn't think anything of it really because it's like a 75 minute movie would be incredibly short fair um, yeah that's true and, but like at the theater there were signs everywhere and the ushers they go around to each individual row and they're like there's no intermission he now hey <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it was I'm, like hot. Everyone wow. had a meltdown over nothing. Um, everyone survived. You know, <laughs> it was kind of silly. But I, I appreciated what Justin was doing. You know, by making the audience digest it in one go, especially since you have the Mira and Taylor roles. Um, their journey is from the beginning of the ballet to the end. Um, so it's nice to to think of it as a mm. film. You know, that's I mean, it was really I think maybe it was because it was long and has a has a, you know, a narrative arc and um, just the, the also Copeland feels pretty cinematic to me. So I just mm-hmm. all the a lot of the comparisons I was making were really like they were all movie comparisons. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this feels I mean, it's Copeland. So it sounds very Western. So I was like, OK, we're in our John Ford. Yeah. John Ford, who is the great Western director. So I was like, oh, we're in a John Ford moment. And then there'll be something else. I'd be like, oh, we're doing Paul Thomas Anderson here. Um, Yeah, it was just very, very cool. I just, I loved it. And the way like certain 
cinematic tools he deployed. It's just really, it was, I want to, I needed to see it again. I really, I was honestly so into it. I was like, I want to go every show. Oh. I was just like, it felt important. It feels like mm-hmm. an important work, even if, you know, and it, it is, I wouldn't say it's controversial, but there's some people, all the opinions fall over all over the place for where, you know, I, what people think of it in terms of, well, it, you know, it carries a lot of hype and it's just, and so there are a lot of expectations. So, you know, uh, it's just was really interesting to hear everyone's different thoughts, but this is one that's definitely going to take a while for the dust to settle before people actually have any, mm-hmm. I don't know, long-term opinions. I feel like. Interesting. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's also interesting, like, when you're talking about not having an intermission, like, think about what things in our lives at this point we have to pay attention to for a solid 75 minutes. Like everything, there's so many screens and phones Mm -hmm. and call, like so much that's trying to get our attention at all times. And like just having that time where there's not a 20 minute intermission where you're looking at your phone. You know what I mean? Like that seems like a something that needs to be needs to happen where you need to be forced yes brought back did you what were some of the things that um you and justin talked about in that um at the inside new york city valley event that maybe um interest you interested you or kind of um changed the way that you looked at the valley once you were viewing it hmm i don't know i'm trying to think i mean it was we talked about process and um what drew him to those particular scores and how i think you know i thought it was it made sense that justin when he first did rodeo he he was just like why does this great institution that to me exemplifies american dance american ballet not have this composer in their rep who exemplifies american music Mm. um yeah and yeah, and just um, you know, talking about the process and creating these kinds of I guess I mean they are characters. They don't have names, but they have journeys. And then just the little changes he made. Like he did have to make a couple changes in rodeo and he didn't tell me about them, but I, you know, immediately knew why they were made. Like um in the Potada, uh in the standalone version of Rodeo, the Mira role is on stage and then Amar kind of or or Taylor in this case Taylor Stanley wanders wanders on and then they they're kind of meeting and they're like um 
assessing one another and like growing in their relationship. And this one in Copeland Dance episodes, they just run out together. And it's like, oh, I immediately know we're in, we're dropped into their relationship. We're not witnessing the birth of it. Mm. And that's where we're starting your journey. Because then we, we move on from there and we see it's basically like there's a depreciation, as Mira talked about, a depreciation of her relationship with Taylor as there's um, growth between Tyler and Chun. So it's like these two opposing relationships. Mm. And um, I thought one one really effective way of making these characters work, the last thing that Mira and Taylor do at the end of Rodeo that was from the original ballet is they're, they're facing one another and they do this sort of like open Aishapay-ish jump mm-hmm. and then Potterbury around and then they face each other and do it again. So they're kind of just like joy of dance, um, you know, jumping for joy, circling one another, leaving. And mm-hmm. then he has them repeat this step on a diagonal, um, you know, and State Theater is huge. And so it kind of just looks like you get a sense of like traveling or like a journey. But every time they do this step, it's with less energy and less mm-hmm. like less impact. Like it's it's you you're getting like the wear and tear of their relationship. And then finally, Mira keeps on and then Taylor stops in the middle of the stage. So it's like you feel this disconnect, but it's not too on the nose or anything. It's just really beautiful. Right. It's not, you know, it doesn't beat you over the head with it, but you get you feel like the degradation or change in their relationship. That's interesting to hear you talk about like a small change to rodeo, because, of course, you've set the ballet before. So you Mm -hmm. are so intimately um, aware of it. Have you had any conversations with Justin? And maybe this is for a time when you're setting the ballet again, but do you know if he would be keeping those changes when Rodeo's just shown on its own or that's going to be like the Copeland dance episode? I don't even... Version? Right. I wonder if he's going to not let Rodeo be shown for a while. Mm, or that even. I mean, you know, he's. I know he's really proud of Copeland dance episodes, which he should be. I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We haven't had that conversation yet. Um, be interesting but I, I imagine if rodeo were standalone, I think it would be, I think it makes more sense for them, for us to watch the their, um, yeah, their meeting and then growth from there. But in mm-hmm. this case, I, I love those little changes he made really made a big difference. Yeah. yeah. So I want to change, shift gears a little bit and, um, hear about the work that you've been doing with Ballet Collective, um, which again was part of that works in process um, episode that you did a couple of weeks ago that people can go back and listen to. But I want to hear what you've been up to because I know you've been so busy um, with it, which is so great. But it's the, mm. like you said, when we got on before we started recording, today is the day of the show. And today is mm-hmm. Thursday, February 9th. I think we're going to be publishing this either later today or tomorrow. But tell us um, what you guys have been up to. We're giving birth to this child today i mean it's really wild to think about the the first i don't know what we would call it a workshop the first like exploration of the show but which was in 2018 so it's been almost a five-year process uh the creators troy schumacher karen russell and ellis ludwig leon they um you know they've been working on it for at least a year prior to that so they've really this is their baby Mm -hmm. um but i just it was it's been such a cool experience for me and the past two weeks especially have been fascinating because 
it, it's been the integration of all the different art forms that have to come together to make a show. Mm-hmm. And um, more musical theater, right? Than something that ballet well, collective maybe normally I, does. Right. Well, ballet collective is just a producer on it. Mm. I, I'm I'm not really. <laughs> don't ask me. I just show up to rehearse. I don't really. You know, but you're the, it's not you're, like the traditional ballet collective, um, people. like season or anything. But they mm. are one of the producers for it. Um, and you're the repertory you have people that for it, is that right? Yeah, the rehearsal director. Rehearsal for, director. Yeah. Um, I don't know my title anymore. You know, like I said, I just show up. I'm just happy to work. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, that we have, you know, so I've just been obviously the rehearsal director for the dance process and very, very involved in that. We've been doing that for weeks and you have, you know, you have to like stage and block things and you have an awareness of what is happening at any given point. But it doesn't mean that like when we get in the theater and I see what this theatrical device is actually going to be, that it's not like shocking or I don't know. It's just I couldn't fathom what it was. Right. And I, it's all coming together in in a much, you know, of course I wanted it, the show to be great and to succeed, but I just think it's really blown my mind how um, these other components are coming together. I think it could be really great and I hope everyone comes to see it. Tell us where it is, when it is. It's, where at, tickets it's at Montclair State University um, and it is Thursday, February 9th through Sunday, February 12th. Um, and yeah, I'm sure you can get tickets on Montclair State University's website. Just Google the Night Falls. You know, no, it might I'm gonna be put a, it in put the yeah. in the description of the episode. The show, so can find the show is called The Night Falls. I forgot to say that. The show is called The Night Falls. <laughs> um, but I think it's gonna be really beautiful. I mean, we just have incredible mm-hmm. artists. Oh, the singers are amazing. I am living for them. I just it's really it's just so fun to see people exceed in their respective art forms and to have that like we don't really get that i mean we have we have, we dance to an orchestra mm-hmm. you know, ever talk to or know right <laughs> um, that's uh, true the the conductor orchestra director for the show is a queen i just love really? her so much and it's naomi Wu is her name and she's just it's so cool in the way that it's like we love to watch like a great teacher ballet teacher coach um like open someone's mind about something and uh Mm. you know she'll have someone it's so fascinating to watch her the way she deploys technique for singing as an emotional tool um like how it uh, she'll, she'll dissect a line and it's like it has to sound good you know, but then how are we going to stretch out this word or truncate it or use a vowel or use a consonant to achieve like maximum emotional impact and musical wow. impact? It's like, it's so cool. It's like, a, it's the same language or no, it's the same. Yeah, maybe it's like, you know, Mandarin and Cantonese, or, you know, it's like we're close or, right. you know, Portuguese and Spanish. There's an overlap, but like, there's things that are so different and they just blow my mind. And it's like, I can almost tell what you're saying, but I can't. Interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. And so there are there musicians, there must be musicians as a part of it too, or just. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a whole orchestra. And I mean, the score is really complex. Um, Mm -hmm. Ellis has, you know, put everyone through the ringer in a good way. Um, No, it's, it's very complex. Hello, Stravinsky. Uh, mm. but yeah, like the singers and the dancers, it's like really keeping everyone, uh, you know, you gotta be safe, you gotta stay super focused. Um, 
but it's a beautiful, rich score that we all love. So. so then for the dancers, I wonder, like you're talking about Stravinsky, which just makes me think of, you know, how we would learn the counts and sometimes the counts that we would have as dancers kind of pertained more to the steps. For example, like if there was a step that was in a four, we would just say, you know, you do that, that four, four times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that was also because we didn't have the composer in the room when we were learning counts. What is it like then having the composer? Is he saying like, no, this is really a 10 or are you guys making up your own counts? How's that working? Well, we still have to make up our own counts. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it is funny because there was one section where he was like, oh, wow, Michael, this is so funny because you guys are actually counting the same way I would, which almost never happens. Okay. Was that you? I mean, was that all you? No, that was Troy. Oh. Um, but he, he, <laughs> you and Troy. He's, this is his seventh collaboration with Troy. So oh, they're so really very close together. They know each other very, very well. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. It's been It's been really cool. It's just been such a different world for me. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to be just like such a minute, not, I mean, not minute part of it. Of course, the dancing is very, very important, but to be part of such a larger picture and like mm-hmm. the way that, you know, we like sound design can become so important because when you're with a, a score this complex, like if you can't hear the dulcitone at some point, the dancers don't have like an anchoring mm. beat. So we have to like make sure that that is mic'd at the appropriate time. Mm. The singers, their mics, you know, they go on and off because at certain points, if they caught different ambient sound, it would be wrong. And, you know, it's just wow. very, uh, very complex web of different parts that all need to come together so i'm just i've been loving that that process how long have you guys just been like in the I, theater like two weeks almost right uh two weeks yeah wow yeah is it supposed to have a life so after this or it's kind of like they'll see like this is I don't, kind of the premiere yeah. and maybe yeah i don't know musical theater things except that like i think most shows do have like these out of town moments. It's all, it's all you, you're building towards, you know, either a longer run at a single theater or maybe like a touring moment. Selling it to some other sh- situation. Yeah. Right. I think the show would travel really well, pretty easily. You know, it has only, only nine dancers and I think nine singers and some supers. And, you know, so I think it's, it could travel well. Um, but I would love it if it had, I mean, it definitely deserves a, a longer life, especially, I mean, not to drag Broadway, but the lack of original content, you know, is stark compared to the dance world. Sure. You know, sure. it's like we might get our Draculas and our Peter Pans here and there. And that, yes, of course that happens. But like mm-hmm. Copeland Dance episodes is also a huge hit and things, something that people want to go see. And on Broadway, it's like, it has to be, you know, there was that year where all the best musical nominees were were movie things. It was like, I don't know, SpongeBob and Mean Girls and Frozen and right. a fourth other, you know, right. Disney property. Yeah. It's kind of depressing. And I think it it's so it's it's not that other great musical theater work isn't being made, but it's I wonder you know, if it's, it's isn't music- concept of it's just hard to break into it because it's so expensive, right? It's like you have to pitch an idea that will make a lot of money. And like a mean girls, for example, is just gonna easily make money, you know? Right. And yeah, I think that music musical theater is like film and that it is for profit. So mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, it's not the same thing as as ballet and opera and you yeah. know symphonic music and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff that we love. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, doesn't mean that it can't it shouldn't be great too. Yeah. So, well, Mikey, I'm so yeah. glad to hear about that. I can't wait to hear how the shows go, and I hope that our listeners in the area will click the click the link in the description of this episode to find tickets. And hope they'll, mm-hmm. hopefully they'll come yeah, up and say I hi think- to you. <laughs> yes, I mean, people came up to say hi to me at State Theater, I believe. And oh, this was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, someone who is a singer in, for the Night Falls, mm-hmm. their wife is a dancer or was a dancer and so this guy his name is alan he said it was oh it's the first time my life my wife thought i was legit because the show was on a works in process for conversations on dance like it was that's she, so she, cool she, it's regularly like yeah oh so shout out to her shout that's out to awesome. alan's wife we yes oh <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet that's really cool well I hope, wish you guys all the best, married to everyone. And we'll check back next week, Mikey. We'll be back with some mm-hmm. some more content. All right, Mikey. Well, I love you. I know I got to let you run, but we will talk yeah. soon. And we hope that everyone subscribes to Conversations on Dance to get the newest episode right when they are released and rates and reviews us on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out a lot. And... Drop us a line if you want. We love that too. So thanks, Mikey. Thanks, Rebecca. And thanks to all our listeners. Yeah. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 